NXT, New York City. Welcome to Hot 97's Street Soldiers, the hottest talk on radio. Hosted by Lisa Evers. Welcome to Hot 97 Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers, on Twitter and the gram, at Lisa Evers, Facebook, Google+. And this is our first episode of 2016. We're very excited to be tackling a topic that a lot of people have issues with, just or just at the very least confusion about, and that is the N-word. Now, if it really is street slang, if it really is hip-hop slang, and that's all that it is, why do some people still get very offended by it? And if it is hip-hop slang, who can use it? And who is going to decide who can use it? That's what we're going to try to find out from our panel and uh, as we begin the discussion. And, of course, post your comments on Twitter, at Lisa Evers, and let me know what you think about this. Uh, joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers on Hot 97 and on Fox 5 is Papoose. You know him as a rapper from Bedsty, Brooklyn, star of VH1's Love and Hip Hop, New York. His latest album, You Can't Stop Destiny, but his new single, No Handouts. Pap, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me, Lisa. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We really right. appreciate it. No doubt. Also with us is Jay Love. He's a mixtape DJ. He's a DJ for Ghostface Killer. He is a six-time Justo. Everybody who knew Justo for the Mixtape Awards, rest in peace, Justo. But he's won that award, which you know is extremely competitive, six times for Best Underground Mixtape. Jay Love, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. We really appreciate it. Also with us is Dr. Chris Emden. Um, Dr. Emden is Associate Professor of Math, Science, Technology at Columbia University's Teachers College. He's also the creator, and if you're a regular Street Soldiers listener, you know all about this already. He is the creator of Hip Hop Ed, which uses hip hop to help students excel in science and technology. He's also the creator of the Science Genius Rap Battle Bowl, and he's author of the book For White Folks Who Teach in the Hood and the Rest of You All Too. Dr. Emden, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. We really appreciate it. No problem. Papoose, I want to start with you about this. The um, Why do you say the N-word ending in A is really different from the one ending in ER? Well, basically, you have to understand uh, where the N-word comes from. You understand? And um, at one point in time, it was a, a very, very racist word, and it still is to today. And, um, you know, before our brothers and sisters were hung at times, the last words they heard were, die, N-word. So it's, it's a very racist word. And I feel like moving on up to today, the younger generation, you know, the word has evolved. And I feel like we use it in a way where to say, you can't harm us with that word anymore. You know, like that's my N word, you know what I mean? I don't know, can I say it? I can't say it up here, right? No, we'll bleep it, Okay. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so I feel like we, we, we kind of flipped it, the younger generation flipped it and we use it as a term of endearment as to say like, you know, that's my, or you my, or you that. And to say you can't call us that because this is what we're calling it, ourselves it, and we don't, we've changed it. Right. It doesn't affect us anymore. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah. that's how I look at it. Dr. Chris Emden, what do you think about the, does the N-word ending in A still carry some of the sting or stigma of the ER? I think it certainly does still carry the sting. Uh, the interesting thing that Papoose described with the young people who are now using the GA ending word as a term of endearment, it's not a deliberate effort to do so. This is what's interesting for us to be able to sort of tease out here. So if a young person uses the word with GA at the end, the perception is that they're, they're taking a sting out of the ER word, 
because it's a deliberate act to fight against the evolution of the word. But that's not the case. It simply was a general evolution of words. What happens with words, even the last names today are just like that. Uh, you know, you might have a word that's spelled one way 20 years ago, and then 23, you know, a couple years later, it, it, the evolution and the spelling of the words is different. So the word is the exact same word. The kids are not deliberately using GA. It's just that the enunciation of the word has varied, but it's still the origin of the same word with the same root. And still, so still has that negative meaning associated with it in some kind of way. So it, it does, it still conjures up images of the negative stuff that Papoose describes, right? Mm-hmm. Now, it is still used as a term of endearment, but its use as a term of endearment is actually based on the evolution of the word that's the use of the word anyway. Let me give you an example. If I walk into a place and I say, yo, what's up, my N-I-G-G-A, to somebody who I'm connected with. I'm connecting to somebody that, that I have a, a, an emotional connection with. However, by using that word, I am still conjuring up the spirits of the initial word. Now, unbeknownst to me, I'm doing that because it's just language, but you're, you're conjuring up earlier spirits. Now, the issue is this. Do we blame young people for using the GA word? That's the question. It's not really about the evolution of the word. It's well, about do we blame them? Well, do we blame them? But it's also it's also about how widely it's used now and how it's also become a thing that people use of diff- all different races and ethnic groups to look cool. And it's not just hip-hop, which, of course, is where it first came out that way, I think, into the mainstream, but also TV and movies. Now, Jay love you're a DJ. You're in the hip-hop scene. You're around many black artists. You're white and Latino with a very light complexion yourself. And you have no problem using the N-word. Because... I grew up with my father, basically. He's Puerto Rican, so my mother left when I was about eight years old. So everybody that was around me, that was basically, like, the way we spoke. It wasn't, like, no, I guess you could say feeling. Like, as I was young, I didn't know all the history into the word and everything that went on. So as I got older, I learned more. But being young and ignorant, you don't really care. You're just speaking a certain way, and there was no, like, intentions of the meaning the way the word was coming out as far as I'm concerned. Each individual case I feel with this word has to be, I guess you have to scrutinize each case because every case is different. Whether it's young people, old people, everybody. Everyone is an individual. Now I'm not saying because I'm white, I have the right to say anything. At the end of the day, I have the right to say whatever I want because I'm a man and nobody's gonna tell me how to speak. But you know, I'm conscious of other people, how they feel. So as I got older, I started realizing certain things. You know what I mean? But also, it's not, not a derogatory term when I use it, you know? But you've been in the hip-hop game for a minute. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, in, you're in a genre of music that's dominated predominantly by African-Americans. Okay. Do you use that word when you're on tour with Ghostface Killer backstage? Yeah. Hey, my N, good to see you again. I mean, I have. And does anybody, but do you use it conversationally and it just doesn't even, Yeah. and nobody ever said anything to you or looked at you kind of like sideways? I had got questioned by a, an online blog site and they had asked me about it. And my response was like, I was thrown off because it had nothing to really do about the interview. It was just like a sideways question. And I was like, if that's how you perceive people in your heart, that's you. I was like, I never looked at it like that. So... Let me say this, Lisa, because I wanted to respond to what the brother was saying earlier. Basically, the origin of the word is actual, actually not a racist word. The word the comes from, in, in Niger, they would say Niger and Africa as, a you know, the, the Niger River. That's a Niger, Nigerian. In England, they would say you were niggerly dressed, meaning you were stingily dressed. You didn't have much clothes on. When Spain had prominence, they were saying Negro. 
that's like one of the first times it was referring to the color of the skin. It wasn't until years later when certain racist individuals, they actually put it into law and legislated it and made it a, a racist word when they started saying the N-word. So initially it wasn't a racist word. It, was, it, it became a racist word over the, the course of time by racist individuals. So I feel <laughs> like if you're a racist and you would call me an N-word, you would have a problem. You understand what I'm saying? As opposed to someone who is using it as a term of endearment, I would embrace that. I wouldn't have a problem with it. But how would you feel if Jay Love came over to you and just said, hey, my end, like you guys have been on tour together or something like that? How would you feel about An that? Initially, you said that he said that he was Palatino, correct? Right. Okay. And not just that. He said that he, he wouldn't use it in a racist way. See, if you're using that word with malice or hatred, that's something different as opposed to, you know, you you using it as a term of endearment. Okay, but let's also we there are people who use the N word ending in A in a negative way, context, like that's some N ish. That's some mm -hmm. yo my you know, we've all heard it. It's a tightrope. It's definitely a tightrope. So rope. it's used in a negative context there, like to equ equate with stupidity or something really dumb or like somebody mm -hmm. got caught out there doing something that is just incredible. Yeah, I, I mean I think just to, to sort of um respond back to both of the powerful statements that both these gentlemen said. Uh, uh, the first one that Jay Love said about this idea of as he came of age, he became more aware and then understood the nuance of the history of the word is significant, right? Because I think the first thing you want to say is for young people who use the word with the absence of an understanding of the history, then they have to be schooled on the history. Right. And if they were schooled on the history, then they, they may then question their use of the word E-R-R-A. And the question that we have to ask ourselves is, at what point do we start really fully living hip-hop? So if you think about hip-hop in a more robust sense, this idea of knowledge of self is an element of hip-hop. If a young person understood and had knowledge of self, they would understand the roots of that word and how it was used, and then they may then question how they use it. So it, it's, it's about where they are in that space of knowledge of self. And, then, and, then, and to respond to Pat, who made that statement about the etymology of the word, that's also really powerful. In fact, there's some, there some histories of the word that might actually have it, have, make it pop, even more positive than we would ever imagine. Um, the, the Negus, N-E-G-U-S, are a tribe of royalty. Um, in, in, in certain parts of Africa, right? But if we understand how words have been used and their power, we got to re-question, right? So for example, if I have a young person who you, when we think about the word EA with, as a term of endearment, when is it used as a term of endearment? Usually when you are referring to somebody who you are affiliating to by saying my N-word. Right. The notion of my N-word in itself talks about it's, it's looking at it under another individual as a possession of sorts when something is this is my water this is my microphone i own that water now it's a term of endearment yes but it also takes on this notion of the possessive right and in many ways control over something other than myself if that's the case and then you trace the word back to other spaces where there have been possession associated with the use of an n-word then you understand that even the term that's my n conjures up a history of possession of other people of slavery of slavery and this is why we have to sort of tease out the nuances when you're talking about white folks and the use of the word because if a white person uses the word my n it automatically conjures up this idea of a possession of other human being and that is so deeply problematic that you can't just use the word at all so it bothers you when you hear that well it bothers me right i also under i deal with young people all the time and i deal with the fact that they use it in a term where they don't mean it in a negative way then it becomes my responsibility as an adult within the culture 
an elder within hip hop, an OG of sorts, to be able to say, youngin, let me school you to the nuances of this culture and its history. Now, if after I school you, you still choose to use the word because you've constructed for yourself an ideology that makes sense and logic behind it, then kudos to you. But I can't, in good conscience, allow you to use that word freely when you don't understand the kind of images and the kind of history that it conjures up for me. Jay Love, when you listen to a lot of music too, and as a, as a DJ and you're, you're touring, you're listening to a lot of new artists too, it seems that a lot of the newer artists too, there's a lot of N, there's more N-words than there ever have been before. More so now than ever, I, I feel. But why is that? I mean, I think it's part lack of creativity, part, you know, they use it because it's going to be in the media. It's going to be talked about. It's going to gain attention. So a lot of times, a lot of younger artists are doing things more for their attention as opposed to their artistic craft. They don't really care too much about their music. They care more about their look. So whatever they have to do to maintain that look is what they're going to do. Pap, you're known, you're, known for your, you're known for your lyrics. You're known for your writing. Mm-hmm. In terms of the, using the word in the, in the hip-hop you know, just the hip hop vocabulary right now, mm-hmm. it is out there a lot. What do you think about that? Is it too much? Is it overused? Has it? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so, Lisa. I just feel like it's a matter of knowing your history and understanding. Like I said earlier, it all goes back to the origin of that word. You know, even the brother spoke about slavery earlier. He made a good point. But at the same time, you got to understand, black people weren't the only ones who were slaves here. You know, initially everybody was slaves. They had something called indigenous servitude. You understand what I'm saying? And um, meaning that you had to work for seven years and basically be a slave before you can become a citizen here. And it wasn't until later on to where they said that, you know, these, pardon my language, these N-words are trying to get away from the servitudes and they're basically, um, you know, burning things down and doing things of negative nature. We're going to make slavery perpetual for the N-words. So that's where that came from. But um, the point that I'm trying to make is the origin of that word it's not a racist word. So taking that into consideration, it was racist individuals who made it a racist word. So they can't use it. If, you, if you're if a racist person, you can never call me that word to my face. Now, if you have love and you're showing consideration and not just saying my N-word, you can say, yo, you're that N-word. All right, However, well, but but let me okay. And you, so you're talking about the context and also the meaning and who's yes. using it. And we and we just saw recently a <laughs> white man who was in in a courtroom getting sentenced. He was before a black judge, and he, he gets his sentence. And as he walks out, he uses the N word against the judge. The judge hears him, and the judge gives him an mm-hmm. additional sixty days time right. for using that word to give him an education about that. Right. Everybody who saw that video clearly believes. Yes, this was used as a racial slur against that particular judge. But when you see J-Love, you see young people, teenagers, especially you'll see teenagers out there, white teenagers, Latino, mixed, black, all different nationalities using that word. People, Some people feel like, wait a minute, are we, you know, what is that? I mean, basically it shows you the power of hip hop where they took the word and changed the meaning of it. Now, as you're talking about that court situation that's a perfect example of each situation is individual you see he's using that in a racist term he really feels that deep in his heart so like that's something that has to be addressed you can see some young people they don't know they have no ideas i was one of them i didn't know certain things growing up i'm just a product of my environment i grew up in queens was in east new york a lot bronx so it's like these are the places i'm around and this is the language you I were in, the, grew up in the hood Basically. So, you know, but that's why I say everything has to be based on the individual and each individual context of, you know, each situation. But is there a danger if you say, okay, it's out there, 
it's out there in the culture and if you have no bad intention you can use it and people are going to use it and really do have bad intentions listen lisa i wouldn't walk up to no person of from any different walk of life and just call them a race a racial slur you understand what i'm saying and i feel like like i said earlier we adopted the word and flipped it to show that you can't harm us with that word now i'm gonna be honest with you if you're from another walk of life, you know what I mean? You can't, you have to be careful with that word. You have to be careful how you present yourself and how you, you know, vocalize your opinions and how you say certain things because you can't just walk up to anybody and call them a racial, a racial slur. You might have a problem. See, see, con see I, I agree that context is significant. And I think that if we, if, if we looked at each of those scenarios like you described and look at the nuances of what's going on and then malice in the heart of the person or the love in the heart of the person and use that to be able to make sense of whether or not the use of the word or the term is acceptable is fine. But, but, but you know, I think it's also important for us to know, like even amongst folks, and this is, this is why I, I like to highlight the notion of internalized oppression when it comes to the use of words and terms like that, right? Because if you have, even if you have a bunch of people, the, the term in itself is inherently negative. It's an, as, it, as it's been played out within an American context, let's be specific, right? So if we look etymology-wise, historically-wise, globally, it may have different meanings. And if you're looking at it rooted as the evolution of American words and how it's been used historically and the powers associated with it, it has a negative context. That even when people who are speaking to each other in an endearing way are using the word, they're in many ways doing so, endearing themselves to each other as being of lower class. And evoking the history, the well, recent history. Even if, even if we, so we may be invoking recent history or invoking a larger term history, or we may be invoking a contemporary notion of a devaluing of ourselves and each other, even through endearment. So endearment does not absolve you from not seeing yourself as having value, right? It, it still is a term of love, but if a term of love for, for both of us who are both at the bottom of the barrel. So if, if we, if, so if I'm using that word with somebody who's in the same position as me, yeah, I love you, I love you, I love you. But at the same time, we're in many ways through use of that word, positioning ourselves as lowest in the totem pole. See, love does not necessarily mean uh, that we're empowered. You can love somebody and be at the bottom and perceive yourself at the bottom at the same time. And this is how you have superiority, superiority complexes evolving, right? Where folks are like, listen, we sitting here, we chilling. That's my N-word, that's my N-word, and we in the hood. And the hood is this place that is is a place that compared to folks who have money, who have power, who have success, who have whatever else, this is a place that we own. But in, even in doing that, you're relegating yourself to a subaltern lower position. And, and that's why I think it's, 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 a, it's a nuanced thing. Um, so for example, if I walk- So basically reinforcing that we're both at the low end of the totem pole. Absolutely, and using that as a term of endearment and using that as a term of power seeking in some way, but at the same time, you're still positioning yourself on a global sphere or on a, on a larger sphere as the lowest in the power spectrum compared to folks who are like you in this space who maybe have other racial or ethnic backgrounds, right? So, so you could use the N-word to love somebody and use that same word to love yourselves into oblivion and, lo and love yourselves into the lowest place of the hierarchy, glorifying yourself as being the lowest as you love somebody who's like you. Pepus, what do you think about that? The, the recent history, the, the history of slavery in, in the United States compared to you know, the ancient history in Africa over the origin of the word, that that resonates and, and makes people just feel like, yeah, you know, we're, we're just not part of mainstream society. Well, basically, you have to understand the youth. If you if you analyze the N-I-G-G-A word, it's the youth who use it more. Right. Mm -hmm. So as time goes on, we, you know, as being older than, a little older than the youth or, you know, are passing on, we have to analyze what they're into and try to figure out why they're doing what they're doing. Why because do you think that is? We can't fight against it all the time. I'm trying to tell you. Subconsciously and, and psychologically, we have been condemned with that word for so many years. So this generation, they have found the clever way. That's what hip-hop is about. Hip-hop is something you live, 
You know what I'm saying? Rap is something you do. The hip-hop culture, the younger generation, they have found the clever way to take a word that we have been murdered, raped, slaughtered, and enslaved to and use it in a way where, to where it doesn't affect them. I understand clearly what he's saying, but cer certain things I disagree with. I don't feel like you know it's, put, it's a word that's you know putting us on the less totem pole at all. You have to understand the younger generation and why they do the things that they do. And if, if we don't, we will be totally <coughs> lost. But when you see when you see teens uh, like twelve years or thirteen years old, fourteen years old, fifteen years old, and I've and I've seen this a number of times in New York, you'll have a very diverse group of teens. It'll be black, white, Latino, Arab. There's all different kinds, you know, t together, and they're using the term amongst each other, and they think that's okay. What is that about? Is that okay in your I don't, book? I don't feel like they're using it in a racist way. It's it's two different things. They're not using it. They're not. It's not a racial you n word. You right. Know, it's a thing of when they're, embra they're embracing it. Not just saying you're my, you're that. You know what I mean? It's, it's right. used as a compliment. And yeah. we just got to clearly, we got to admit that. They're not using it you know, racially. They're not doing that. I, I, listen, I, I agree wholeheartedly with the notion that youth are not using it with the intent that, that we think it is. Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm with youth 24-7. That's my life. And I, I hear them. And when I hear them in the jovial way and the joyous way that they are e explaining and, and, and having conversations with each other, you can't for a second believe that it is a deliberate act to be able to put themselves in that position. Exactly. I, I, I definitely agree with that. My, my, my issue is this, and, and, and this is why, this is another thing that I, that I talk about all the time with hip hop. Um, and, and I love hip hop. And, and I also want to also be clear that I, there have been junctures in my life and my interactions with folks where I have used the word. Like, so I don't want to come off as a, as a sort of holier than now, you don't do that, that. I'm not saying that, but, but, but we also have to understand at the same time that look, if, if I have a, um, a, a culture that we give all power of the culture to the youngest, the youth within the culture, you have a culture that is lost and without direction. So, so if I'm saying, listen, the youth are taking this, this, um, the word and they're just using it in a way where they don't mean to use it and they're doing X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. And let's let the youth be the ones that guide the culture. There's no society. There's no culture historically, globally that we've known. You can even go down to the animal kingdom where you have the youth within the structure guiding the structure of the culture and deciding where it goes. And you need elders. In, in any society and the responsibility of an elder within hip hop or otherwise is to be able to introduce those young people who may not be using it with the proper intent to understand the sting, the history, <laughs> the value or lack thereof of your, that you're placing on each other for its use. And so, you know, I always tell my, my youngins, look, y'all spit bars like, like I've, I could never imagine. Y'all are the most creative group of young people that I've ever met. I'm not into, you know, turn up crunk music all the time, but I can appreciate what you've done with it. But fam, let me school you on, just like I'm schooling a young person to think that hip hop is not just trap music, I'm also gonna school that young person to understand that using the N-I-G-G-A word has historical uh, roots that they may not know. And just like I'm gonna teach them about the fact that, you know, you gotta have a little bit more wordplay in your rhymes, you gotta listen to somebody like Pap and know that if you're using three syllables for, ver per, for per verse, um, and that's not gonna cut it. So uh, our responsibility as elders is to be able to introduce them to the ways to be able to advance the culture and not let them use a term like that and redefine it when you know that folks are listening to them saying it and using that as a license to be able to use that against us with negative intent. And, and so I think 
the notion of the elder's role in the definition of the word and the guidance of young people to be able to understand the history of the word is a necessary piece of this argument. All right. And we're going to talk about who can decide who can use it or who should decide who should use it. What circumstances, for example, if you're singing along in a club, you're singing along at a party to the lyrics. Can you offend somebody if you're not black and you're using the N-word? What about the teens that are using it? Do they mean who are not black? Do they mean, is it a sign of solidarity with their friends of color? Is that what that's about? Or is it something else? That's what we're going to find out from our guests. You're listening to Hot 97 Street Soldiers. I'm Lisa Evers, your host. On Twitter, Instagram, at Lisa Evers. Post us your comments there. We'll be back right after this. Peep game, you know what it is. It's your man, Sky Zoo, and you're tuned in to Street Soldiers with the one and only Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, real people. Let's get it, y'all. Welcome back to Hot 97 Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Twitter, Instagram, at Lisa Evers. Facebook, Lisa Evers Official, Google+. And also, if you're just joining us right now, we're having a very intense discussion about the N-word. You can hear the entire show, the free podcast, on lisaevers.com. And also, make sure you check out on Twitter, I'm posting the link to our Fox 5 episode of this show, which aired last night at 1030 on Saturdays in the month of January at 1030. We're going to be doing a special Street Soldiers on Fox 5. It's a trial run, so I need all of you to support it. Spread the word. DVR it. Watch it on the free, free, free Fox 5 NY app for Droid and for Apple phone users, iPhone users. And also, uh, you can watch it stream live on your computer on um, uh, fox5ny.com, streaming worldwide, wherever you are in the country. You don't have to miss your street soldier's fix. we got an amazing panel for this discussion. Papoose is with us. You know him as the rapper from bed Brooklyn. You see him now as star of VH1's Love and Hip Hop New York. His latest album, You Can't Stop Destiny, and a latest single that just dropped, uh, no handouts. Pap, thank you very, very much for being with us. Thank you for having and me. And longtime Street Soldier supporter. Yes, yes. I've been coming up here for years, touching For years, these for a long time. Oh, good to have you back. <laughs> Definitely. Um, also with us is Jay Love. He's the mixtape DJ and DJ for Ghostface Killer. He is a six-time Justo, RIP Justo, we miss you, mixtape award winner for best underground mixtape. J-Love, thanks for being with us. We Thank appreciate you. it. Also joining us, Dr. Chris Emden. He's associate professor of math, science, technology at Columbia University's Teacher College. He's Teacher's College. He's also the creator of Hip Hop Ed, which uses Hip Hop Ed to help students excel in science and technology. He's also the creator of the Science Genius Rap Battle Bowl, and he is one of the educators who basically teaches the teachers, and he has a book called For White Folks Who Teach in the Hood and the Rest of Y'all Too with what he's learned about teaching. (laughs) And we're focusing now in this segment on who decides who can use the N-word. J-Love, you use it. You use it in your raps. You're being very polite now about not using it, but I know you are out there in the streets using that word all the time, according to my sources. <laughs> what? <According to> my <laughs> sources. Streets is watching. The streets is watching. I mean, I'm not saying. I mean, what do you, but sing- Have you never? No, and I'm not saying it as an accusation. I'm just saying, have you ever had a confrontation? Has anybody just kind of like put you in check or say, "Hey, hold up a minute," or give it? Nah, or just no, nobody's not even, give, ever- not even giving you like a look. I mean, I've gotten looks, but you get looks all the time being in the street, so you might interpret that as something else. You know, and I've never been, I guess you could say, by anybody of the culture or urban that understands. The only time I've ever been questioned, again, was by a white person. I did an interview, and they, you know, basically asked, like, why do you feel you could say it, or why do you, you feel you're Puerto Rican, so you got to pass? And what did you say to them? Basically what I said before is, like, that's not in my heart. You understand? Like, I... 
it's basically when I had used the word, it was like part of my language, part of my my everyday dialogue, right? So I never seen it as that. Like that's not in my heart to look at somebody like because your skin color, you're this. Because yeah, but how does anybody know that? I Is mean, it the and that's where it goes. It based on each individual case. Now it's hard when you're dealing with the masses because you can't base it on each individual case. But I mean, that's the stigma we're in. But that can be, and I'm throwing this out to everybody, so all of you, please feel free to jump in. Mm. But it can get very confusing to people. Let's say you're at a club, you're at a bar, you're at a party. A hip-hop song comes on. It's the regular version. It's the parental advisory, explicit lyrics, and the N-word is in there. So would that be... Can a a white girl who's in there sing along and use the N-word and not offend a black man who's in there or a black woman who's in there, a person of color? I mean, it all depends on each situation because certain people are offended by different things, different experiences that they went through, whether their grandparents, their family, or them themselves. Now, even using that word. But we're talking about being no, no. at a party. I got we're talking you. about, you know, everyone's say. had a little drink. So like little... the Bobby Schmurter record. Okay. High end. The biggest record right. of that time frame. Exa- oh, perfect example. Right? Okay. So what? White people are not allowed to say it? or they're not allowed to use the word, but yet they can buy the record? Is Nuh-uh. Epic or Sony going to step up and say, no, we're not going to put this record out? We're only going to put the Hot Boy Radio Edit version out. So my take my take is this, is is that... I'm just asking. Yeah, I know it's a good question. My, my, my take is this. You can't say the song. You can't say the word. If you're a white person, you can't say the word. Period, point blank. And, 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 and the reason why I say that's important to note is like, listen... In, in, in existing in a society where white privilege exists and allows folks who are white to be able to have multiple advantages and decisions to be able to make about about themselves, their livelihood, and their children, um, and and they have opportunities to be able to do so many things that folks of color do not. Folks of color are saying, "Yo, you have all these privileges. Is this word? And I'm not comfortable with you using that. Why? why I, my question is always this: Why? Why? Why are white people so intent on using the word? Like if I say, "Yo, that offends me," don't use it. But isn't it the cult? Right. But isn't it part of the culture too? It's there. It's there but, in hip hop. But are you it's putting that out to everybody? It's that there. You're offended it's being, by it's being put out there to everybody. So people feel I can buy a song, or if if a white person feels yes, uh, I can buy a song that has the N word in it. I can go to a movie where it's being used. I can go to a comedy show where the biggest comedians in the mm-hmm, country mm-hmm. are using that word, where it's on major broadcast right. cable TV stations as comedy shows. They feel why can't they use it. Because right. just right, because you're inundated by yeah, something yeah. doesn't mean that it's okay to use it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and that's and that's that's you know, I think that we 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 exist within a world, a corporate generated world, where folks who make decisions about what gets pro- proliferated to the audiences are far removed from those communities. And I am quite that's sure true. that there are Very folks true. who are saying, you know what? Put that out there. I like that. And and just because it's out there and accessible does not mean that it's okay to use. That's the same. But with, listen, that's I, the end I, 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 have about my, I have fans from all different races. I was going to ask you about yeah, okay. fans of my music. And one one day, a, a fan of mine, he actually put up an Instagram video where he was reciting the lyrics to one of my songs. And he was a, he was a white a white guy. When he got to the point where I used the N word in the song, he sort of edited himself. He didn't say the word. I think it's also a respect thing. That's right. You know what I mean? It's just like I went and walk up to a white person or, you know, a Hispanic person or people from any different race, color, creed, or nationality and call them a race. A, I just wouldn't do that out of respect. Right. So I would, I would expect but see, but the now, same but, respect but, but some people from might say, person. But some people might say that now you want it both ways. You want that music sold that has the N-word in it, mm-hmm. and it's not, a, it's not anything to do with a racial slur, but right. then if a white person uses it, that's not cool. That's kind of isn't that contradictory? You, no, it's really not. 
it's self-explanatory. At least I'm gonna be honest with you. And I, I, think I mean, we, I would never use it if it comes on I, and I, I, I can understand the song that, is on. I, I just think, won't. I think we need to acknowledge that. We need to acknowledge the fact that you know when someone is calling you a racial, is making a racial remark towards you. You will know. You will feel it. You will see it. You will understand it, and you will you will you will see that this person is being racist. Yeah. So when when you're using it as a term of endearment, as opposed to you're using it in a racial way. We know what's going on. But so, if you're doing a show and you mm -hmm. have you have white and you you tour, you tour all over the world, people love your music all over the world. You have different audiences, maybe even an Asian audience, and they're using the N word. Does that bother? Does it make you feel some kind of way? Does it bother you? Does it? How do you feel about that? You know what? I've never been in a situation where someone called me the N word in a racial way. I never physically experienced my forefathers, my ancestors. And people across America, across the planet, has experienced it. I have knowledge of that. But me personally, I always get that respect from everybody, and I give it back. So I just feel like it's a respect issue. You know what I mean? People will know when they're being racist and when you know when it's not being used in that way. You know, That's how I feel. I, th I think Pap is absolutely correct, man. And I, but but at the same time, I feel like you know, and it's not like we're gonna say you know right now on billboards across America, you know, don't use the word anymore. But I think that certain folks understand and will self-edit out of respect for the person that they're around. And other folks will use the fact that the word exists as a justification to keep using it. So the individual can, can will make the decision based on their perceptions of the person that they're saying the word to. Right. And if it's that's true. the case, if that's the case, then if you are from a certain ethnic or racial background, just don't use it because I'm not gonna allow you to use my word that I may use for whatever reason I am as a justification for you to be but able to invoke say, but something. But it's out there in the popular culture, the mainstream <laughs> culture. This is no longer an issue of, Bam. it's just in the black I community or just times, in the Lisa. neighborhood. I it's The digital platform is, you know, is international. Everybody has access to it. It's not like back in the day where you'd say, well, it's just in our neighborhood we use this. Or just listen, listen, Lisa, if the word has blood on it, don't use it. Right. Period. And when I say it has blood on it, it goes back to what I said earlier. The last word certain slaves heard that's the last that has blood on it. Die, N-word. You know what I'm saying? Get right. in that cell. N-word. So the N-word is not the only racial remark. It's not the only racial word out there. There are racial words for each yeah. different walk of life. Ethnic and racial group. Absolutely. absolutely. But, but they're not, it, but they're like they're not the out there. One. But they're not out there in music. No, but some of them are. You have you have certain Caucasians who call each other redneck. You understand what I'm saying? Let's, let's, let's talk about the elephant in the room. They do that sometimes. So you can't really but say that. But it's not in the biggest music genre, TV that. and but entertainment. But you know what, Lisa? You know what? That's right. a sign. But this wasn't That's a sign of the times. Even the situation in the courtroom where the guy called the judge the N-word and he brought him back in there and gave him more time. You know, slavery really happened. It really existed. And we suffered under that word. The word has blood on it. You have to acknowledge that. So nowadays, hip-hop is the one of the biggest genres out there. Exactly. Got, people have to respect it. So the fact that we suffered under that word, now that word is something that we embraced and we say it amongst each other, but you just can't walk around here calling people the N-word. But you have a lot of teens, and I think everybody has seen this. We've witnessed it multiple times. Privately, you know, just on the streets and also even in the work environment, being out in the community, too, is you have a lot of teens who are of different different ethnic and racial groups, right. like complexions. We had we had an incident with one of my cameramen who's African-American. The three teens that were 14 years old, one was Jewish with a yarmulke, one was um, Arab, Arabic, the other one was Italian. And they're all calling each other my ends That's in right. front of him. And he said, wait a minute, guys, I just want you to know that uh, I'm a little offended by this. This is not cool. You know what, Lisa? That's, <laughs> so, the, that's the power 
That's the power of hip-hop. We gave that word. I try to tell y'all this all day since I've been here. We have given that word a new meaning. I'm talking about it's not even the most So then, blacks. So you're saying anybody can use it then? Then the white kids can let, use let it. Let me finish. I'm going to answer black, that. The, I'm, I'm, I'm going to answer that. You have white kids, Japanese kids amongst each other. There's no blacks there. They're calling each other the N word. That's what I'm saying. So we gave we gave the word a new meaning. And to answer your question amongst each other, that's what they want to do. Yes, but can they say? Can you call a black person the N word? No, you can't do that. And you have to be selective because we're not stupid here. That's not. Yeah, be but racist. do they know? But do, but but isn't that like a fine? Just, just like too fine, fine tuning for them to understand. It's, it's really not, Lisa, because like I told you earlier, the origin of the word was not a racist word. Racist individuals made it a racist word, so they can't use it. Okay, let me come at this from another angle. Okay. Are we doing this? Are we making too much of it? Because if you look at our popular culture, and you look at the of demographics course. of America right now, mm -hmm. the majority of America is, is still white. Majority of people buying hip hop in America is still white. Right. You look at the. The culture, though, what is driving the culture, whether every time, every pretty much every form of entertainment from popular television to movies to, to hip hop music yes. to sports, it's black celebrities who are the ones who are the most famous, that are the coolest, that everybody wants to be like right. and emulate, regardless of what their race or ethnicity is. Right. So is this just teenagers wanting to be cool? Because if I call my friends an N and I'm Italian or I'm Arabic or I'm this or that or Mediterranean, I, 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 it's, I, I don't think it's so. I'm being cool. It's it's who everybody wants so. to be like, but it's not who everybody wants to be like. And let's be clear about that, right? I'm just like, you know, everybody wants to, everybody wants to be like the cool black dudes, but nobody wants to experience the oppression, the racism, and have the history of those same folks. And I think when we, un, you know, so when I say to people like, you, you know, use the N word because you want to be down. Do you truly want to be down? Right. Right. Do you do you truly want to have an ancestry that comes from being <laughs> oppressed? Do you truly want to be able to be? So those those three white folk, uh, white young people that you were talking to are from the whatever backgrounds, they have the option and the privilege to call them to call each other the N word and then go back to a very to, m most likely to a life where they can make a decision not to use that word or not to have the same experiences of those who have used that word at the drop of a hat. And I think that's important. To, that that kind of nuance is significant. So if you're talking to each other and you want to use the N word like you described, fine. You you call somebody else who looks like you the N word. And have a go at it, if if that's what you'd like. But you're not going to engage with me using that word because I have a history of the use of that word that's problematic. Now, would I prefer that no one use the word at all? Absolutely. But if y'all going to do that to, amongst yourselves, do that amongst yourselves. But know that, know that, that does not allow you or give you the right to be able to use that with me. And two, know that that doesn't give you a license to think as though you have the same kind of experiences and histories that I do. Because no use of that word will allow you to be able to have the experiences of, of a person of color in this country who's had to deal with that word. Listen, Lisa, don't, I, think, I just think don't be a racist. It's not all about the word. If you're a ra don't be a racist. And I think that people, it's like an unspoken truth. Yeah. You know when, you're being a, when someone is being a racist yeah. and when they're not. Yeah. And also, I wanted to add, the youth are the elders of tomorrow. You understand what I'm saying? So we have to embrace them. We can't. Don't be disgruntled against them and say, stop using that word. Stop wearing those clothes. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just raising the, yeah. I'm not saying to you. I'm just saying, because I'm responding <laughs> to some of the points <laughs> that he was Professor making said, earlier, which yeah. were great points. I feel like, you know, like when bell bottoms went out of style. You know what I mean? <laughs> Nobody's wearing that anymore. So we have to understand that these kids are going to be the elders of tomorrow. They're going to control the world one day. We're not going to lo longer be here. So instead of fighting against them and trying to condemn them for the way they speak, the way they dress, the way they act, the way they think, we should try to at least understand it so we can know what's going to be happening in our absence. Exactly. And a lot of ways the genie's out of the, the, a lot of ways the genie's out of the bottle. Now, Dr. Boyce Watkins from uh, yourblackworld.net said to me 
me when we I was talking with him about this topic. He said the problem I have with this is. It sends a mixed message. The use of the N-word with an A sends a mix, mi- mixed message to people outside of the black community because if we're saying hashtag Black Lives Matter and then using this word and its many variations, it's sending a very confusing message to non-blacks. Do you agree with that or disagree with that? I disagree. Totally. I think a racist individual is a racist whether he used the N-word or he doesn't. Yeah. You understand? Let's not blame it on that word because we have to know the origin of that word and I don't want to sound repetitive, but I have to base it on that. It were racist individuals when they put it into, they legislated and put it into law. Right. And started referring to those. So it was racist, certain racist individuals who did that. Originally, that word comes from Africa, the Niger, the river Niger, Nigerian. You understand what I'm saying? And it flipped, flipped different parts, different walks of life. But no, if you're a racist, you're a racist, whether you use the word or not. Yeah. I, 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 That's how I feel. I th- I think and I'll tell you on the flip side of this. To their own opinion. Yeah. I've been called an end lover, a wigger. There's all types of certain things because I associate with my friends and people. You know what I mean? So it's like it's a tricky balance with that, too. I've been called that by black people, white people, all of that. I, I don't think okay, I, but I don't think any of us are making. I don't. I think any of us are disagreeing. At the end of the day, with you're this, you're part Latino. You're all part Latino. Yeah, Puerto Rican. Okay. Yeah, but nobody's so, so. gonna know that. I mean, you have a, you have a very light complexion, and it, yeah, and yeah. at the end and of the I day, get that. and I know that, and that's a perfect example of perception. People right. see me immediately; they think white boy. Right. Right away. Mm-hmm. So I don't have the time to sit here and break down what I went through in life, what way of life I walk, or answer questions what like what are like, you? Who right. are you that I have to explain to you why I speak the way I speak, why I walk the way I walk? Like, why do I owe you that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then, the, but, but, I, then, but I'm sure you wouldn't splitting... call nobody. You wouldn't walk up on a, a, nah, a black person, or a white person, Chinese. You wouldn't make a racial remark to us. Not, of course, exactly. Not. So that's. But then, is it okay for him to use it because he's part white and part Latino? Can I... he use the N word, or is that? It, it, I mean, are we are we going to get down to like measuring people's uh, genealogy? No, no, no. We not. No, no, I'm serious because. But, but it's not about that. Like, I think, I think what I think the point that we've made is that he would not use that word in an interaction with an individual who he did who he did not have a relationship with or who had a relationship with him to the extent where they knew the nuances of. But who he, he uses was it in upbringing. his videos. He uses it in his raps. His use of that word, like I, I disagree with the use of the word generally, right? Right. Okay. I already let's like make that point clear. Okay. At the same time, I'm not going to demonize somebody for their use of the word. What I'm going to do as an educator, as an elder, is to school you on the nuances of the word and allow you to be able to say, "Listen, I heard what you said, OG, or I heard you said, Professor Emden, or whatever it is that you want to interact with me and say, listen, based on what you said, here's my argument about why that is because I have this background, this ethnicity, this is how I grew up, blah blah blah." And I'm like, "Fam, I'm gonna put you onto the history of the word, how it's been used in this country, and why it means something to certain people." Then at that point, a young person can make a decision on whether or not they have the information to be able to make a decision on whether or not they feel like it's okay to use. I think that if young people knew more about the history of the word, the use of the word would be different. I think people use the word as a verbal crutch. So, so and, 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 like they, and also it's a cool thing to do and, right and, now. And it's, it's cool. It's, and they do that unknowingly. I think they do that. I think for, for the most part, a lot of people do that unknowingly. And I feel like if, peop, if young people knew more about the word, some will still use it. Yes, a lot more would not. And I think that's why it's our responsibility to let them know exactly, give them the information to make the decisions about whether or not they're going to use the word or not. And if we don't do that, then we, then we, then we, then we cannot blame them, one. But two, we cannot justify. Mm-hmm. And that goes you know back I mean? into hip-hop. There's no real leaders in hip-hop. Well, Everybody is their own. They got their own little brand. Some people click up. But there's no straight leaders or ambassadors. So it's hard to dictate to say, well, I'm gonna, you have to do this, you have to do this. You can't do that unless your life is under magnifying glass and you're standing tall, like trying to like, uphold and like teach people 
You understand? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, you can walk a, a horse to the water, but you can't make them drink right. it. You know, if if you want to call somebody a, a racial word, then you have to deal with the repercussions of that. You have to be very mindful, you know, and, and I don't think Jay Love walks around just walking up on anybody and making a racial slur. Yo, my end, that's my parking I'm place. Sure he, right. I'm sure you he know? don't do that because that's just not safe. Right. You right. understand what I'm saying? And um, it's not just, it happened over a course of time. Even Muhammad Ali was saying it. Absolutely. You know, I'm a bad N-word. So that, that was around a time when, you know, our people really started saying, you know what, you can't affect us with this word anymore. Red it Fox, really Eddie Murphy, uh, you know. Yes, yes. You think about yes, yeah. I mean, I, I Dick think, Gregory, the name of his book. Yeah, but that I was mean, the it's, ER. It's, that it's, was it's, the we ER. We started saying, "Yo, it doesn't, you know, you can't, you can't affect us with that word. We've been murdered to that word so many." I mean, long. let me tell you about racism. How I was us. first exposed to racism because I was naive, I guess you could say, because I always looked at people as my friends, you know, as an individual, who you are, black, white, Chinese, whatever you are. One day we were trying to play basketball in the park. We tried to break into a school. We got into like um, a window through the thing. Whatever, there was a gate. We couldn't get into the school to play ball. A cop comes by, pulls us all out. Now, I was the only light-skinned kid there. He pulls me to the side. And you didn't get arrested. Nobody got arrested that day, but he pulls me to the side and says, why are you hanging with these dirty ends? Right. You're better than that. At the time, it didn't really dawn on me what he was saying. So, you know, I went back and it's like, oh, son, there's some racist that I, and like, that was the first time I was exposed to racism. Or what some people would call white skin privilege. And ex exposure does that. Exposure does that, number one, and information does that. Where you're like, oh, man, there's something more to it. So when we talk about all these comedians earlier, just jumped on my mind. We talked, um, we talked about Richard Pryor, who used the N-word incessantly throughout his work. Right. Just clear. And then went to Africa and then interacted with folks of color. And was like, oh my gosh, like I can't use this word anymore knowing that I'm now in a space with other folks of color who I see as regal. What happened in that situation was that the information became, like clarity came out of being embedded in the context that allowed me to be able to see things differently. And so my argument throughout all of this is always this, as elders, as participants in the culture, as active participants in the culture as well, it's our collective responsibility to be able to introduce young people to the way that word has been used so that they can make more informative decisions about whether or not it's appropriate or not. And if after I've schooled you and I put you on, or not even schooled you, I put you on to why this might be problematic and why you're a regal, why you are a king, and if you are a king, you would not even use that word to describe yourself as somebody that you love, and talk about possession and how my and sometimes means possession and how we were possessed by folks. Once I give you that information and you say, you know what, Professor Emden, I feel like I have some logic behind why I use this and it makes sense. And it means enough to me that despite all that emotion, I'm still going to use it. You got money. And, and, right. And as teachers, we have, to, we have to keep that in mind. Right. We can teach them, but they have to manifest that and want to apply it to their everyday lives. Absolutely. We can't force them. So all we can do is, as teachers, teach them and have consideration for this is the next generation. They are going to be the teachers of tomorrow. So we have to try to understand them and understand why they're doing what they're doing instead of just trying to force feed them, force feed them. Once we understand them, maybe we probably can teach them a, a different way and try to, you know, make them think how we think. But we have to be considerate of how they feel and how they, how they think. Because they have to As a teacher, you got to be able to embody what you walk, too. Absolutely. You can't get no, on. No, you got to walk, walk the walk and yeah. talk the talk, or in this That's case, right. not talk the talk. Right. But um, we're just about out of time. I want to thank all of you for being with us. Papoose, J. Love, Dr. Chris Emden. You're listening to Hot 97 Street Soldiers. And if you just woke up and just tuned in, you can catch this episode on LisaEvers.com, the free podcast. And also make sure you check out the website, LisaEvers.com, and our Fox 5 NY 
YouTube page and check out this episode, the TV version of it that aired last night. And during the month of January, Saturday nights at 1030, we are putting Street Soldiers on Fox 5 for the first time. We need your support. Please help us get the word out. And uh, that's it. I want to thank everybody involved with this show. My team, Lisa here, Hot 97 Street Soldiers, executive producer, Tone Capone, associate producer, Rose D, producer, Mia Bell, our board op, uh, DJ Michael Medium, digital assistants, the one and only TJ Charles, our whole team at Hot 97, uh, P.O. Farrell, our program director, our music director, T.T. Torres, and also my whole Fox 5 crew, our, our news director, Byron Harmon, uh, Brian Quinn, production director, executive producer, Chris Sobel, our camera camera operators, I, I have to call them filmmakers because uh, they really did it up here big time for us. The one and only Morrow, a.k.a. Monkfish Films on Instagram, and uh, Damani, associate producer uh, Jeff. Thank you all very, very much. And remember, I guess we didn't solve this, but I think we kind of did, right? I love all races, all people. You know <laughs> exactly. What I, mean? I love all people. I just feel like today is a, is, is a term of endearment. I, I stand by that. All right. And uh, that was Papoose. And thank you to all of our guests. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. I'm Lisa Evers. Let's push for peace.